0: You may be seated. Psalm 146 is our scripture today. I invite you to hear the word of the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let my whole being praise the Lord. I will praise the Lord with all my life. I will sing praises to my God as long as I live. Don't trust leaders. Don't trust any human beings. There's no saving help with them. Their breath leaves them. Then they go back to the ground. On that very same day, their plans die too. The person whose help is the God of Jacob. The person whose hope rests on the Lord their God is truly happy. God, the maker of heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. God, who is faithful forever, who gives justice to people who are oppressed, who gives bread to people who are starving, the Lord who frees prisoners, the Lord who makes the blind see, the Lord who strengthens up those who are bent low, the Lord who loves the righteous, the Lord who protects immigrants, who helps orphans and widows, but who makes the way of the wicked twist and turn. The Lord will rule forever. Zion, your God, will rule from one generation to the next. Praise the Lord. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. O Lord, let the words of my mouth and the thoughts and meditations of all of our lips be pleasing in your sight. For you, O Lord, are our rock and our redeemer. Amen. I came to a realization this week while thinking about um, this sermon, and that was this, I trust human beings and human systems a lot more than I trust God, at least on a daily basis. For instance, when someone in my life is sick, I make sure they are getting the best care. I ask questions and talk about the plan of care meticulously and with detail. Sure, I pray, but it's like a prayer of comfort. I think that in some ways I have become so concerned about not blaming God for the bad things that happen in the world that I've almost taken God out of the picture for the good things that can happen, the possibilities. that's a confession to you. I'm not suggesting that's how you think. That's just me this morning. But sometimes I'm sort of a practical atheist when it comes to how I actually deal with things that come to me. And the question this morning that I'm left with with Psalm 146 before us is this, who do you trust? This is the question that is at stake in this Psalm. And it comes pretty early to us that there's a bankrupt plan of trusting human leaders and human systems. Don't trust leaders, the psalmist says. Don't trust any human beings. There's no saving help with them. Why? Why? Because even if those people or systems are good, even if they do good, it says they are mortal, and their plans ultimately ultimately will die, just like the people do. I think that's a challenge for us today. Constantly, we are bombarded with ways that we can trust in individuals or trust in human systems. And in our, maybe our more sobering days, we come to the reality that no one is perfect and no system is, and that they will all fail in some form or fashion. But then the psalmist presents this twist in the psalm, as they often do. And the question goes from, well, if you can't trust humans and human systems, then why trust in God, And the psalmist is happy, sounding, sounding like a black preacher going through the litany of all of the reasons to trust in God. Building upon building of every single reason. He says that God is the creator of heaven and earth, the sea and all that is in them. God is faithful forever. God gives justice to the oppressed. God gives bread to starving people. God frees the prisoners. God heals the sick. God protects the powerless in society. And who is the actor over and over in every verb in those lines? It is God alone. Over and over, it is God, the one who sustains, the one who supplies, the one who gives, everything that we need. And what I want us to see in this psalm is that it is God alone who has the resources and the power. But we are tempted to turn to our own answers or to our own strengths. We, after all, are very well educated people overall. We are very well off people in the history of the world. We can look up the answer to any question in an instant. We don't even have to like go turn to an encyclopedia anymore to do it. But we are not in control. Things happen to us far beyond our control. We cannot stop the reality of mortality. People mess up, even the ones we love most, even the ones who are really good, And we do not have anything from our own power alone. At least nothing that lasts. I want you to think about that passage that Miles read in 1 Chronicles. Here's what's happening. David is the one who's pronouncing this. It's the end of 1 Chronicles. It's right before David's going to die. And David has brought in all of the gifts and the stuff that are going to build the great temple in Jerusalem. David is not going to be able to build that temple. But he is going to leave everything to his son Solomon so that they can build the great temple in Jerusalem. David at this time is one of the wealthiest and most powerful people alive. So all of these things are gathered. All of the precious stonework. All of the, all of the pieces to, that were going to be used to make this beautiful temple. And listen to David's perspective about resources. He tells God, everything in heaven and on earth belongs to you, right? David, as a powerful king, didn't have to say that, right? He could have said like, hey, a lot of this belongs to me. Isn't it nice that I'm sharing with you, God? But that's not his perspective, right? Then he says, you are the source of wealth and honor. That God is the one who is the source of wealth and honor. And then he says what has become for many a famous table blessing and a prayer. Since everything comes from you, we have given you that which comes from your own hand. Since everything comes from you, we have given you that which comes from your own hand. You may have heard it like, all things come from thine hand, O Lord. And to thine own hand, we we give them back to you in the old King James, right? God, in other words, is the source, the source of all. And so we then are stewards who are managing the gifts for the source. Literally, when we use the gifts that God has given us, be they monetary, be they our gifts and talents, literally, we are resourcing the gifts. We're taking them from the source and we're resourcing them. We're reutilizing them and re-implementing them in how God would have us to do. Since everything comes from you, we have given you that which comes from your own hand. And friends, we see this when we have the opportunity to truly give, to give in ways that, that cost us something, given ways where we feel like we're able to use the gifts that God has given us, we feel this great blessing when we give. We feel this great blessing when we give. That's the way that God has made it when we participate in this kind of circular economy of God. There's also a purposelessness we feel when we are not sure how to employ our gifts. Friends, I would argue that this is a lot of the problem in our world today. Is that people feel bereft and a purposelessness because they're not sure how they can use the gifts that they are given? Y'all know it. Some, some, some. Of it, this is the challenge of retirement. Sometimes, right? Not being sure the gifts that you're. I mean, when when you were working, you were too busy to think about it. Or at least you got to use some of the gifts on a daily basis. And so we have to find ways to employ and to use those gifts. And maybe some of us who are working feel like we're not using any of our gifts anyway. But that's a whole nother thing. But 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 there's a there's a there's a bereftness, there's a purposelessness that we feel when we're not able to utilize the gifts that God has given to us. And friends, when we get to resource, we get to be a part of God's work in the world. There's this program called Circles USA, and in circles USA, it's a poverty empowerment program that runs a lot of times in churches. And in this program, the allies of the, the, the leader is the person who is in poverty, and the allies of that person are those who are not in poverty, but who come around them. And what happens is that the gifts of those allies are not telling the leader what to do. Instead, it becomes the gifts of their networks, the gifts that they can offer through their expertise that maybe someone doesn't have the relational capital to realize. But when they're connected in to some of the networks that people have, they're able They're able to come out of poverty. They're able to experience systemic change in their lives. And friends, I think us sitting here, we all have more gifts than any of us have any idea about. Many of us undersell ourselves when it comes to our gifting. We think, oh, I can't do that. Or we think gifts only look a particular way. But the reality is, is that each of us has gifts from God. And when we undersell ourselves, we undersell God. When we undersell ourselves and the gifts that we offer into this world, we are underselling God, the giver of all gifts. So friends, we need a deep dependence on God to do any good work in the world. We need a deep dependence on God, the source, to do any good work in the world. This is not just the same as good community work and systems. The church offers something different. We have something to offer in a different way of looking at the world. I don't want to just over-spiritualize it. I don't want to say that in the beginning example that we shouldn't go to the doctor And pursue healing for those we love. And try to figure out what's going on. So I don't want to just over-spiritualize it. But God is here. And God has the power and the resources for us. Friends, that's just faith. That's just believing that God ultimately is the source. And that we alone are not. The temptation in our world today is to do philanthropy, sorry, philanthropy, uh, and all this work as effective and efficient as possible. So we take our skills and our Excel sheets that tell us what is the best ROI on every dollar that we could give to a cause, and how do we maximize that, and how do we use that. And the problem of that approach is that ministry with people takes time. And it's messy. And all ministry is based in relationships. And so ultimately, it's not the most effective and efficient way all the time. But God has given the church this gift to walk with people people and to walk with them for the long haul and to not give up on them even when they fail because we also will fail and mess up. Friends, the church is a gift and God has given us everything that we need to serve him and to accomplish what God wants us to do in God's kingdom. So how do we do it? Well, every day, Every day we surrender to God again. This is hard. So we need reminders to do it. That's why some of us come and kneel at the altar every week. It's why we come hands open like this, like a beggar coming to receive at the table, because we recognize that by our own, we have no daily bread. But all things come from Thee, O Lord, and from Thine own hand we give them back. Everything that we receive, everything that we have is a gift from God. It's all gift. Heck, at the very beginning, what happened, right? God breathed into Adam the breath of life, and man became a living being. And it's literally that breath that we're all receiving every moment. We're living from that moment. We are recipients from the source of life. So we remember that alone we don't have the resources. We don't. We don't alone. We don't even have the resources collectively alone, but God does. And God gives us everything we need to follow Jesus. God gives us everything we need to point to God's coming kingdom. God gives us everything we need to serve and to love the other and God gives us everything we need to seek the flourishing of our neighbors and our community. Let us pray. God, you are the source of all that is good. And, Lord, so often we get tricked into thinking that we somehow are the source or that our hard work is the source or that our intellect is the source. And, God, that is a lie straight from the pit of hell. For you are the source. And everything that we have All the skills and talents that we have, any money that we have is a gift from you. So Lord, help us. Help us, rather than hoarding whatever our gifts are, to come with open hands. To offer them back to you and for you to resource them out into your world. For that's the economy that you call us to live in. And we will give you all praise and glory, Father Almighty.